mic check. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rare one. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules, just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. We tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. No. Any topic. Even the random. Niggas random. I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the random. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? One hundred. Oh. I'm sorry. No. I'm so oh. excited. Okay, look. I'm so excited. You're cute. I'm sorry. Keep lying. Yes. You don't do it even again. Know. Do it you again. Do it again. Hold on, man. Do it again. Hold on. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? What? No, no, no. You good. Okay. We've been doing this for four months. <laughs> Almost. Every other episode, yeah. I gotta go through this one. <laughs> Same shit. Our tagline is "Keep it 100," and we always say it together. But I'm so excited because Pilar is here. I'm sorry. Do it again. Do it again. Okay, here we go, y'all. This is for y'all. This is for y'all. Okay. Well, we keep it street. Mm-hmm. We keep it opinionated, what? and we keep it what? 100. Okay, I got it out. I got it out. There we go. I'm just there excited. My mentor is here. <laughs> I'm excited. Sorry. So, on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, yes. the craft, story, story, yes, shit like that. Yes. <laughs> you, you should add that to your show. <laughs> shit like that. Exactly. <laughs> I will. I'm stealing that. Exactly. 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 Put it on the t-shirt. <laughs> so, um, y'all hear her voice. That's my girl, Lisa Bolacaja. We call you the what? The street nerdist. Why we call you that? Because I can be street. And you what? Nerdy. <laughs> 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 See, uh, I keep teasing her because I'm gonna get a T-shirt that says "Cinephile Bitch, Cinephile." <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody knows how street I am. Oh, you street? I mean, P- Pilar Street, Alessandra. I know. You know what? You know what? Pilar That's walked in. Wait, wait, wait. Pilar, right? Pilar walked in, and this is the first time I've ever seen her casual. <laughs> usually, That's I see. True. Usually, she I see little, the boots, the on. skirt, the professional. Uh, like she is ready to like beat you into getting a great script. <laughs> That's right. So when she walked in, I'm like, oh, she can look like regular people. <laughs> Because there's nothing more street than Gap jeans and okay. pay less shoes. Okay. Nothing more street. Okay. She, yeah. she, she be shopping hard, okay. That's right. That's okay. right. <laughs> so y'all see how we do on the show. We're just oh, silly. Lord. We just have a good time. Um, I'm your boy, Hilliard Guest. So check it. If you're grown, let's get it in. Buckle up, people. So check it. Today. Damn, where the drum roll at? I know. You know? I even brought the people. I brought my top shelf. Okay. What you drinking, Patron. girl? What you got? I took a shot of Patron. Um... <laughs> Cause it's it's we grown. You gonna, you gonna pour out, you gonna pour some out to the homies? This and is shit. For, this <laughs> is for the homie Pilar. Because you guys just don't know how brilliant this woman is and how excited I am to have her on the show. Mm. Unless I, I drink that. Yeah. <laughs> give us some, bitch. Give us some. <laughs> no. <laughs> she got to drive all the way back home. Oh though. my god, That's I'm funny. so excited. So we got my girl on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't even think y'all know. If y'all at home, y'all should be standing up, damn it. Y'all should be clapping. Y'all should be doing some shit like that. Y'all need that. to Google her. Okay, y'all better Google. Push the word Google, bitch. Okay. Google. No, okay. That might not be a good idea. <laughs> I told you, we silly, girl. We silly. <laughs> so we got Pilar Alessandra on here, you guys. I said that right? Yeah. Because, you know, brothers don't be pronouncing shit in the hood. You yes, know they do. You know. It's just, it's just you. I don't. No. You know what I mean? Good, You're Alessandra. making that a street thing? Like, messing up people's names? Because then I'm making my thing a street exactly, thing, too. Exactly, exactly. That's why I messed up your name because I just, oh. yeah, I'm so straight. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
okay, I'm gonna let you slide on that one. She quick too. I like that. I, I like know. that. She's okay. Sharp. She's sharp. So we have Pilar Alessandro on here, you guys. Instructor, teacher, consultant, author. God damn it. What else should you do? What else? Um, I, I mother. Okay. Yeah, mom. Yeah, uh-huh. probably, probably that. Mm-hmm. And that's other than that, really boring. Yeah. <laughs> TV watcher. TV watcher. Yeah. Movie watcher. Okay. Yes, exactly. Cinephile, bitch. There you go. We got to <laughs> give her one too. See, there you go. So for those of you who don't know, how many books do you have? One. Just just the coffee. Yes. She needs to have okay. more than just one. I'm surprised all those years you only have one book. You know what? Because I'm lazy. Um, ah, ah. I don't know. And I think there you have it. You know true. what? I, I'm, true. I respect Look. honesty. Yes. I think the next yes. thing is going to be a, the Coffee Break TV writer because of oh, where really? TV is right now. Yes. And that it's so exciting. And I've started to teach TV. So the next one's going to be the mm-hmm. Coffee Break TV okay. writer for sure. Okay. Yeah. Good. I'm yes. looking forward to that one. Okay. I'm now that I've said it, I got to do it. Now you said it. Okay. And you need to do <laughs> one that you've done for... Um, one of the seminars you teach is Beyond the Chick Flick. Yes. Oh, I would yeah. love for you to have a book about that, how to write, because, you know, watching these films nowadays, they messing up with women. <laughs> and I love they ain't doing it right, huh? And I love the class that Playboy <laughs> teaches and shows you, like, this is what you can write, mm-hmm. how you can have these female characters that mm-hmm. are awesome and amazing and not whack. <laughs> right. It's called Beyond the Chick Flick, right? right? Because, because for, for so long, everything was so soft and mm-hmm. sepia-toned. Every mm-hmm. time I, I read something that had a woman in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think things are changing. I guess maybe because I have a, a 13-year-old daughter uh, and a 9-year-old daughter, mm-hmm. but you know, now I'm seeing a lot of, you know, Hunger Games kind of things right. and Surgeon. At least mm-hmm. you've got a lot and of box office hits, right, sure. right, that have mm-hmm. women in the lead. So it's it's definitely not as far as we could go. Mm-hmm. You know, there's sure. <laughs> that's going to take years. Mm-hmm. But it's the beginning of saying not only are there strong female characters there, but they're going to make money. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, now if somebody would just believe that and stop mm-hmm. just thinking it's a fluke mm-hmm. every time, that I'm would just be good. Put that bug in your ear for your next book project okay. after the other one. Sure. Just, I'm just putting it out there. Just a little Absolutely. ebook. Just a little just, something. Just right? some, a little something. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> so let's just go just a little quick gist because we want to spend most of the time talking about writing. Sure. But just give us a little gist. Where you're from and how you got into, you know, reading scripts. Oh, like I don't that. know. God, I got into reading scripts, I think, by accident. Okay. I had a friend from college who was like, hey, would you read the script for this company I'm doing? You know, and mm-hmm. I just started reading for them. Then I found out I could get paid for it. Then I thought. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You get paid for that? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what? I go, they stopped doing that now, <laughs> <Really>? didn't they? <laughs> and I, I kind of ended up, you know, it, ignorance is, is bliss, Absolutely. right? Especially when you're young. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm going to work for Steven Spielberg. Why don't mm-hmm. I just read for him? And mm-hmm. it somehow got hired. Mm-hmm. And uh, after sort of cutting my teeth on working for so many years with Amblin and DreamWorks, mm-hmm. started thinking about, well, you know, I, I hate just passing and considering and mm-hmm. what what does that mean and why is this page not working or how could it work or when what does it mean when it does work okay. and try and think about, well, what are some of the trip the the tricks and techniques that I'm I'm figuring out work well mm-hmm. and then how could I tell people about that mm-hmm. and sort of turn that into an exercise that actually works for them. Okay. So, you know, that's how I got into teaching because I, I got to say, well, let's, let's try this out. Right. And when it worked, I was like, I love this. Mm-hmm. This is great. It's wonderful to see this in practice. And that's how I ended up Let teaching. Did you start off by, by originally teaching other people how to do 
reading? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, I did start off doing a doing a class in my living room on how to be a script reader. (laughs) I did. It was so funny. You know, you paid 90 bucks. I advertised (laughs) backstage West, you know, and then people were getting jobs. So what it what it taught me was how to teach. Mm, And then the script reading taught me how to teach screenwriting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just love teaching, I think, more than anything in the whole world. You know, it's funny because, I mean, I came into the game as an actor years ago, like you did, <clears throat> and I wrote my first script and was like, oh, my God, I never want to act again. <laughs> and years later, I met Lisa at Organization of Black Screenwriters mm-hmm. where I first saw you, and... Um, I would see Lisa teach, and she's one of the most amazing teachers I've ever seen. But she I must say this. I have to say this. What? I got it from Pilar. Oh, oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. You definitely use her style. Right. No um, and watching her made me go, I'm, I'm doing the same shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should get up there, too. So I talked to her, and she's mm-hmm. like, come on up. You know what I mean? And ever since we've been like, yeah, tag team. please come take this weight off me, <laughs> off my shoulders. The, <laughs> the yoke is uneven. <laughs> come, come and help. I like my shit scrambled, you know, right? But see, I think what, the reason why I think I love Pilar and her work and what she does is because when she first came to the Organization of Black Screenwriters, it was the first time I had saw her. Mm-hmm. And she made it seem tangible and real and made it exciting. Mm-hmm. And the way she teaches is she's, you're very personable. Thank you. Like, you don't just stand behind the podium and just, and this is what you do, which I have seen when I have <laughs> oh paid good money God. to some people. Like, yes. you know what? You should have really practiced this before you came out in public <laughs> well, that's and took my money. I can't see behind the podium, so that has something to do with it. <laughs> is that the secret? That, that was definitely part but she of would, it. But she would come out in the audience and she would look at people and she mm-hmm. would say, I write about this. And there was like an excitement. Like, mm-hmm. she made you want to write really well mm-hmm. and so once I decided well you know we need to start teaching and doing because we can't get Pilar all the time and that was no, the we only we get her all the time she didn't tell you no, I'm just saying the early <laughs> day you know because you know I mean you travel all over the world and you're teaching every time I look at you on Twitter or follow you you're either in London somewhere or you're off to some other foreign country she'd teaching be screen. Asian country she'd be everywhere <laughs> and when that was happening with OBS I was like well we can't get Pilar off because she's so busy yeah. you know we need to start taking the lessons that we learn and, and working it forward Absolutely. so a lot of my style and everything honestly Pilar it comes from you. Absolutely. I'm so proud of you, Lisa. Well, also, did did you know? Do you know how good a writer Lisa is? Oh. And Let a me creative say this. Fuck yeah. genius. <laughs> yes, creative genius. Mm-hmm. You know, she was in my private writing group on Saturday, and I have been replaced. I was replaced. No. No. There, there is a, there's actually room for two black women. Oh my how god! Thank god. Yeah, yeah. Just letting you know. Well, more than one. Because one of our what Kevin Kilgore yes. said. One of our former yes. guests, Kevin. She Kilgore. got a diverse yes. group now. <laughs> because when Kevin told me, well, you know, we got somebody else mm. who's taking your place. I was like, Harper, who this woman? What the <laughs> who this woman <laughs> took my place? You know, that, you know that Kevin makes up rules, right? He just yes. makes up stuff, and he has that authoritarian voice. Oh, I know. So it sounds like he knows what he's talking about, but he's just making that up. Mm. <laughs> did, did he bring his low voice? Oh yeah, he, he did all voice. kind. Of voices on oh, did he? Oh my God. But what I like about it, like I said, when we was taking your class and, and like I said, being one of my mentors, when people I say, Oh, you're so good at doing this, it's like, mm-hmm. Well, it's the people that you learn from who Absolutely. teach, and I've learned a lot from Pilar. Mm-hmm. And I always, because I remember Pilar, I used to always say, I'm gonna come and take your other class, like your rewrite class. And you're like, Lisa, you have you know every single trick in my book, there's no need for you to come back. <laughs> but you know what? An old dog always uh-huh. needs new stuff, yeah, and there's always she's the energy. The TV now. Well, as, as so, she should, and I, and I to told her, to I was back. like, you know Pilar is teaching TV I know, now. and that is why it is it's a sign from God. It's like, I need to get back to Pilar and get those classes. Mm-hmm. But like I said, what I, what I really love is the accessibility, and you make it so tangible and real and exciting. And I think I feed off of that. And like I tell everybody all the time on this, on this podcast mm-hmm. is every script I ever write always goes to you first. 
Because I always, because I always take, you know, like, well, Pilar said it's gonna be this. <laughs> then I better do this. I ain't nobody else. I'm not using nobody else. I haven't read a Bolakaja masterpiece in a long time. Though. I know. Yeah, I would like to get back. Right she can now. write novels, you know what I mean? She's well, I've been doing well with my my fiction writing and mm-hmm. been published a lot and a lot of anthologies and things. But mm-hmm. I need I I because TV. Mm-hmm. is slang like we say TV is slang mm-hmm. and I think TV is ready for me mm-hmm. I think TV is ready for that project that you started as a feature in the group about that woman who's very very powerful Griselda yes. Blanco <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't want to give it away but yeah. there oh, we is we talked about it already in one of the shows fantastic yeah. TV yeah. series in that don't yeah. oh now it's perfect now yeah. HBO and Showtime would be the perfect venue oh, but yes. I think at the time like when I was coming it was before you know the success of shows that were going on cable True. yes and you know sometimes people are just before their time mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's okay Okay, and I felt you can like do it as a miniseries. Yeah, or yeah. I think I think why close it off? You oh, know, right. There's wanna... a lot of people right now who keep talking about these okay. closed series because mm-hmm. everybody, you know, everybody loves True Detective, and we all right. love our BBC shows. Yeah. And I totally get that, but I'm also stressing to them like, why not? pitch a show that will run for years and years and years and years and years. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Don't close it off. Mm -hmm. If they want to do that, great. Now you're totally open to it. Right. But otherwise, it's something that's going to live till 2020. You know, I'll get back to it. I mean, I'm trying to do the genre, you know, thing now since a lot of the shows that I really like on TV, like Sleepy Hollow and all those Mm -hmm. places that are like using the supernatural and the Mm -hmm. kind of stuff that I really like, really diverse cast, really utilizing women characters. Mm I think it's about that time. So Pilar, I'll time. probably be coming back to it's to the time. classes and get it in and getting that. Because <laughs> she got till, she got till September, maybe October. I gave her a date. Okay, oh, you, I know you, you gave her a deadline. Too. I gave yes. her a date. Excellent. Yes, I'm like, okay, you got to have this damn thing done. At I least would, I will a have it rough, done. You know, right? I will have it done. Okay. Okay. I will yeah. have it done. That's what I'm talking about. Good. Good. I like this. Because every time I see her, I'm like, so where you at? <laughs> What have you done? That's, no. what, that's what writer friends do, right? Yes. They keep each other accountable. Mm-hmm. Or any creative friend. Mm-hmm. Makes sense to me. All right. Mm-hmm. Listen to the man. <laughs> and I'm getting her to work on her speed. Like I was in, I'm in like three different groups at the Writers Guild. And we were I'm part of the education, uh, Writers Education Committee. <clears throat> and I was telling them on a previous episode that we were talking about we're going to have... Um, boy, you're somebody who should be there now. Think about it. Okay. She, she ain't going to be in town. Though. No, you know, I'll be in town. Here. I'm really... Yeah, like, that's all smoke and mirrors. I'm in town. <laughs> anyway, but... Because uh, I'm part of the committee that's putting together this panel right now mm-hmm. um, where we're talking about writers who were successful film writers who were transitioning, trying to, transitioning right. into television mm-hmm. and the difficulty they're having getting on staff. Mm-hmm. Unless they come straight in with an actual pilot and run the show... Just being a staff writer is so difficult moving from being a feature into TV. And writing isn't, fast. Isn't that so funny? Ten on. years ago, mm. it would have been the exact opposite. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, TV writers, mm-hmm. you know, oh, well, now, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was feature writers were golden and, you know, yeah, I mm-hmm. guess you're a TV writer mm-hmm. and occasionally I'd read a TV sample, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, it's so funny. It's completely opposite mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do a panel about that and how like what we need to do now <clears throat> to help film writers move into television. And I brought up the point, because um, I've been in a lot of rooms and I talk about this all the time, about the biggest issue, we talk about it all the time, the biggest issue that I see beyond the actual writing is speed. They mm-hmm. just don't think about speed. And oh. that caused a big thing in the room where like I have this, um, I'm working on the show right now and I, had a, I brought in a writer um, to, um, to be one of the writers in the room and this guy's a film writer, but he's funny. So I thought he would add certain things to it and just speed and all these other things to don't work right 
with when you're like, I need you to write this outline tomorrow. They're like, when? You know what I mean? It's like, motherfucker, tomorrow. Right. I think you you make such a good point. Mm -hmm. They never talk about it, but they know that it's supposed to be, but they just assume they can. Mm -hmm. But they don't realize when you really get in a room, and I'm like, Pilar, I need this tomorrow. Right. (laughs) Like when the sun comes up. (laughs) Yes. And we might still be there till 8 o'clock at night, and still you got to finish it in the morning. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And people don't think Mm -hmm. about that. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I just had to go off on a little tangent there. Sure. I tend to do that sometimes. I um, never do that on my show. Never, <laughs> never, never. But since we're talking about TV, that's, I mean, I do want to get into film also, but what made you take so long? I was going to say, what made you take so long to get into TV? Girl? Well, what it's happened? funny. I guess maybe because I felt like, well, no, that's not my expertise. And then okay. somebody pointed out to me like, you know, every single one of your successful clients right now <laughs> is staffed TV. on a TV that's show. Hilarious. Look at your podcast. Uh-huh. Half the guests that's are, true. you know, and that's it true. is true. And mm-hmm. I consult I would say on two TV scripts a week these okay. these days, but mm-hmm. I still felt like, yeah, but who am I too? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure if I did teach TV that I actually had some really practical new tools that have not been in my classes before okay. that I could make it as easy right. as mm-hmm. I was trying to make screenwriting, right. you know? And so the first <laughs> class was a bit of a, God, I hope this works. And when it worked, now it's like, yes. Okay. All right, <laughs> good. Because you really have to... When people teach, Mm -hmm. you guys probably know this, you have to have the content. You know, uh, uh, I think that that writers especially, they can smell bullshit. Mm -hmm. You know, if you sit there and just give a war story about how great you are, Mm -hmm. they don't care. They need help. Mm -hmm. And they need it now. They need to apply it to their pages. Practical stuff. Exactly. (laughs) Well, one of the things that Lisa and I do, when we did it intentionally, I know I do it specifically every time I teach, is I might give you an example of somebody's show but I always go back to my own script. Like I'll tell you, here's how I got the script to Paramount. Mm-hmm. Here's how I got the script to here. Here's why the script didn't sell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not afraid to tell you why my stuff is bad. Mm-hmm. People, it's always perfect when most people are teaching. Not choosing perfect. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <When> most, <laughs> He's pointing like, yeah, you. <laughs> Just so y'all know, I'm pointing at, at, at Pilar going, girl, that's you. Um, anyway, but I always thought that, and even on this show, whenever we're talking, we always bring it back to things that we're working on so people get a sense. We're in the game, too. Right. We're sure. writing, too. Right. Sure. We're doing the shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because there's nothing worse than going and listening to somebody who's talking about craft and writing, and it's like, but what are you doing? Yes. Well, I have to say, you know, as somebody who is a teacher uh-huh. over everything else... Yeah, but you earned your respect. But you are, yes. I like, to, I like to think <laughs> that what I'm doing is analyzing pages even yes. more. Absolutely. And not settling on... You know, well, yesterday's writing tool was this, mm-hmm. but I'm going to ignore trends right now. Like, it's right. my job to figure out what's going on, you know, in pages that really works. Mm-hmm. Sure. So sometimes, you know, your creativity, your craft, mm-hmm. for me, it is my teaching mm-hmm. and my analysis. It's tough, though, because sometimes people are like, yeah, what, what have you done? You know, and because I came from an analytical place uh-huh. rather than a, well, I'm a writer and this is how I mm-hmm. do it place, mm-hmm. sometimes people get a little like, so I just wanted to sort of put okay. one in for like oh, the analysts fine. who also teach, which is kind but of But you what have I do. success stories, so oh that that okay. can we go that, down the list? That puts that <laughs> argument to I like, rest. I right like there. to think that yeah, I like to think that my, my writers are, are proof of the pudding. Mm-hmm. Can I brag about some of them right yeah, now? Yeah, go right ahead. We've got eight writers currently quarterfinalists in Nickel Fellowship. Oh, wow. And Nickel's big for people oh, who don't yes. know. We both have yeah. been in Nickel. I've been in some girl look, look, look. Can I just put, mm-hmm. not to cut you off, Pilar? Sure. But I just told this in the last episode. I'm gonna tell it again in front of you. Tell it. 
there was a script that I was going to, I was submitting mm-hmm. and Pilar did the re- oh, yeah. read through <laughs> and said, I think you really need to like change this ending and not have this. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, well, personally, I think it really works. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just not going <laughs> to listen to that. And um, I'm going to send it in. It went nowhere. But I went back and I changed it <laughs> with Pilar's suggestions. <laughs> and that was the one that got the semifinals and the nickels. Yay. Yeah. So it was like, I need to listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number one, bitch. Because Pilar's one. not going to bullshit you. He's just going to say, well, I think this is how it should be. And you're like, mm-hmm. I'm going to put it my way. I learned. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for sure. a second. Because uh, there's so many misconceptions with giving notes. Right. Let's talk right. about your style of giving notes. Because I hear you on the air mm-hmm. giving notes. So I know there's a there's a process or a, a, a... I don't know, you found a really cool way to say, motherfucker, listen. Yes. But then you go, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Where it's almost like a double... <laughs> it's what, what I always say, bitch, yeah. no, and... Well, let's talk about that a little bit. Like, can I, can I, can I use motherfucker? Oh, okay. now well, I, you don't say it. It sounds really nerdy when oh. I say it. That way. Oh, yeah. Hey, motherfucker, listen. <laughs> that doesn't sound cool. There's no grit in then, there. It's okay. Because then I could promote the fact that she was using motherfucker on my show. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> well, I think as far as notes go. What I think is important to a writer, what they need to hear is, what's the thing? Not mm-hmm. what are all the little things. What's the thing? So mm-hmm. you've, you've finished, and there is there might be one thing that is keeping this from being all that it can be. What's that thing? My job is to go, all right, It. I understand your intention, mm-hmm. and all of this is working, and you need to do this one thing right here. Mm-hmm. And because of this one thing, let's say it's right in the middle, mm-hmm. all these other areas are being affected right. by it, right? Yeah, right? So it's like you throw a, a stone mm-hmm. in the lake and mm-hmm. it ripples. Mm-hmm. So we talk about that first, mm-hmm. and then we talk about the ripple effect mm-hmm. of it. Okay. Um, but I think where people get frustrated and where they should get frustrated when people start nitpicking at format or, you know, mm-hmm. there should be this many pages or mm-hmm. this should come in at this page. Mm-hmm. That's not really speaking to the heart of what the project is. Sure. What mm-hmm. does it need? Mm-hmm. So that's that's at least my approach to it. No, that's interesting mm-hmm. though. Because that gets right to the, the the key point of what are the element that you need to get into it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's, it's often a, a gut response mm-hmm. these days. But I think when an audience member sees a movie Mm -hmm. they come out of it with a gut response right so i try and sort of think i'm now representing the audience Mm -hmm. what's going to be that thing that Mm -hmm. i carry with me when i leave this movie right so it's kind of like that Mm-hmm. Let, let me ask you about theme because I know it's something I think that's the thing you don't like to talk about that much or you don't believe in it no no no, no I totally that? believe in theme but okay. when people only hang their script on a theme it Got becomes it. very mm-hmm. message heavy okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I love a theme to bubble up mm-hmm. and so that's why I sometimes stress to my writers mm-hmm. you think it's about this mm-hmm. but now read it What's bubbling up? Right. What's sto- what is thematically really coming through the story that you finished telling? Right. And sometimes it's even more powerful. They just get stuck on, no, it's about man's inhumanity to man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know, but, you know. And? <laughs> so that's well, act I mean. one is about that. <laughs> act two is about. <laughs> but, I mean, you guys must find it, like when you're in a group of writers, right? Sure. And you say, what's your movie about? And they go, it's about peace and justice. Yeah. You know, you're like, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah. what's, what's your movie about? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's why I like people to kind of put it away for a second. Okay. What's your story about? I promise you, the message will come through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, you got 
No, I'm just sitting here. I'm just in awe. <laughs> no, because you know it's like when you when you come into the when you come into this game and you mm. learn so much and it's it's nice to listen to someone who you've mm. listened to for years sure. who knows your stuff mm-hmm. and just listen to them and just see you know. Just compare myself when I first came into the game and how much more I know now mm-hmm. and how much just listening to her is like, it's really making me think like, yeah, I really need to think about some other things as I'm getting, becoming a more intermediate, better writer. You know what I mean? It's just, don't, don't mind intermediate, me. Intermediate, don't, don't, better I, You know what? Like I, she's not a pro now? No, no, no. I don't know. In my proud. mind, I'm all, you know how you always see yourself no. as, just, no? Okay. No. It's just me? No. All right. It must, it must be. Yeah. You know what? Shut up. <laughs> I'm Scorsese's No, but cousin, I'm just listening because you know? it's just, you know, it just really makes me think about a lot of the lessons I've learned and and just listening to it again from mm-hmm. when I was a baby writer coming mm-hmm. in, starting with Pilar and listening to her now like, hmm, let me just think about this and some thoughts. So don't mind me. I'm just <laughs> over here. I'm squeeing over here. Shut up. I'm going to have another tequila. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, this is going to be a fun game. Oh, yeah. Yes, Lisa. Have another tequila. Yes. Come on. I've, I've heard you say on several occasions that anybody can be taught screenwriting. Mm. Can we can we talk about that a little sure, bit? Sure, sure, like, sure. Like... Uh oh, there's somebody. Can I? <laughs> no, no. Go ahead. Can I say there's somebody else Go in the ahead. room? There's this beautiful woman in the room, it's and my, she's it's going my, crazy. It's, no, it's my it's my literary agent, Phyllis. <laughs> she's hanging out with us, and she just she has what? Phyllis, are you are you a lit agent? But she she can't say she's off mic. Is she a lit agent? She can do sign language. Though. <laughs> yes, That's, she is nodding. Yes. Between T. What? I didn't understand either. <laughs> anyway, so we got. Oh, okay, yeah, we got my girl in ten, We got my girl here. So 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 um, that does sometimes get that response when mm-hmm. I say that anybody could be taught screenwriting she was she See, that's the operative crazy. word that they're not hearing uh-huh. taught yes. screenwriting. Mm-hmm. yeah here's the thing uh, there are people it's it's like uh, there are people with natural talent and you just they nail it in their first draft and but i have seen people who have wonderful stories mm-hmm. and are not good with craft mm-hmm. become better crafts people okay. mm-hmm. and i okay. have seen people who are wonderful with craft but can't tell a story, mm-hmm. or it's structurally all over the place, mm-hmm. become really good storytellers and structure okay. people. Okay. Yeah, you can sense. get better, yeah. mm-hmm. and those elements can come together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they come together, and people sell or get work. So can mm-hmm. people, should everybody try to write a screenplay if they have one in them? By all means. Mm-hmm. But that other part of it is, and keep at it, yeah. mm-hmm. and write more, and and more and projects. <laughs> right, exactly. You can't, it's not a one-off. Right. So just because you're getting better on one script doesn't mean that you shouldn't be writing two more mm-hmm. and doing all the things in the business that you guys do mm-hmm. to get it out there mm-hmm. and to be learning. So you can always be better. But mm-hmm. I think everybody should try. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody should try. Definitely. If um, they have something in them. Exactly. Now let's get into your your book a little bit. Sure. Let's talk about it. I, Everybody, I don't think I've ever read for those my book. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't looked at it in like two. I haven't looked at it <laughs> since it came out. Is right? Wait, I, what year did it come out? I, I don't it's know. Like, what year did it come out? Because I remember ago, being... Being uh, like a couple years ago, right? it was. I, I can't read anymore. When I, <laughs> I'm looking hold at on, hold on, hold on. A script, hold did, on. My I, girl I came out read. with a book, and she don't even remember when she came out. I with can't, book. I'm looking at it seriously. It's all fuzzy. Like <laughs> that's how long it came. Book. When I wrote it, I could see, and now I can't see. What is there a where, year on there? Where is it? I don't know. Oh my god, both of you. Oh my god. Four years old already. Wow, 2010. Oh my god. Oh my lord. Like 2012. I know. But I remember when you were working on it. Oh yeah. And you were just like, like, plodding along, and I was like, 
Uh, is she experimenting on us? <laughs> I was always experimenting. And we were just waiting. Like, we could not wait for the book to come out. And when it came out, we're like, yay. And then I got scared because it was like, then people are going to buy it. And then they're going to learn all my, all my tricks and tools. And then they're going to start, like, emailing her, like, let's get some script. Then I can't get in. You know, you know, it's that selfishness you get. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like selfish, when you, when you love somebody and then, and then you want to use it for yourself and you're happy for their success, but then uh, that means that more people are going to, it's going to crowd you out okay. and you're going to be the abandoned stepchild on the side mm-hmm. of the sidewalk somewhere. Mm-hmm. Look, there is only one Lisa Bolacajo. <laughs> okay. All right. There is all- Welcome to my yes. world. Okay. Yes. So you have nothing to worry about. Okay, good. Not, nothing good. at all. See, this is why we did the show. Because we used to sit after the OBS meetings uh-huh. and be outside for hours just yip-yapping and jaw-japping, girl. Yeah. Just talking about I this. I supposed to walking my dog. And we were like, we need another venue where we could just be our... Because usually when we teach, you know, you have to be a little filtered yes, on what you say. Yes, of course. Professional. And we were like, we need a place where we can just get it in. Sure, so absolutely. So this is like our place to not worry about shit. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and put it out there. And the people just love it all over the world. So it's like one of those things where... Um, and I know you know, it just allows us to just be ourselves and have fun and be, you know, all that stuff. Just That's right, talk. motherfucker. Oh, well. See, I did it again. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you have corrupted it my really mentor. Fun. You're from Boston. You I'm give at least Boston flair with it. <laughs> I am so ashamed. We have corrupted my mentor. I apologize. We brought her down to the All, hood, all the me? people from Australia and London and all those wonderful places Pilar has gone to teach. Um, they cuss over uh, there, too. Okay? I, blame, I blame Hilliard. <laughs> They're so pretty when they do it, though. It sounds so cool pretty. when they do it, though. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, this person will cuss me out, but it sounds fabulous. It's mm-hmm. lovely. Do mm-hmm. that again. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's a bit strange, isn't it? Oh. Um, no, shut up. Shut up. So, here we go. <laughs> I want all cockney on y'all. Look. Um, so let's talk about the book a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what finally brought about it? Because I know it took you a while to put that together, too. Yeah, I know. I'm a little slow. I do everything backwards. I wanted to make sure that the material I was teaching was tested. Okay. So, yeah, I was I was experimenting on The truth on has come out, people. I, wanted, <laughs> I didn't believe in putting something out there that where I just went, yeah, you can nail it in 10 sure, minutes, sure. you know, without believing in that. Mm-hmm. And also, when I finally wrote it, I went up and uh, did the opposite of what I tell my writers to do, which is, you know, I tell them all to to structure and outline and plan. Mm -hmm. Didn't do any of that. I went up and I started lecturing on on paper. Oh, really? And because I had taught so much, I was able to write it just as though I was just lecturing from beginning to end. And that, I think, helped with the, the voice of the book, too, because mm-hmm. I wanted to make it feel authentic, you know, not you know, like, like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny, because we were talking to Steve Kaplan about like how he wrote his new book. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was talking about how, because he's he, like, oh, I just couldn't write it myself. Mm-hmm. So he was saying that he, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said he would tape like him teaching mm-hmm. and send it off to a friend of his and let them dictate it then they send it to him and once he saw it then he was able to edit he's like I'm an funny? editor I can edit that's mm-hmm. so funny so, yeah it's pretty much the yeah. same thing okay yeah. okay yeah, that but you idea. did it yourself I did I just went upstairs and lectured on paper and okay. I locked myself in and uh, are upstairs for three weeks over Christmas break. You She's know. sitting in the pool house, chilling. Oh, no uh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like that. <laughs> the girls would come up, Mommy. <laughs> Peanut butter. <laughs> Daddy will make it for Ele- you. Electricity. <laughs> Merry Christmas, baby. Daddy will make you lunch. Mommy's writing. 
It's kind of like that. He's just doing a reality show. He has time. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of like that. But yeah, that's why it took a while and why I didn't want to just put out another book like, well, mm. now it's Coffee Break Screenwriter too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been developing a lot of new material since I, I wrote this and I keep testing it on classes. Um, I've got a new structural way in that I think is simpler. Uh, A bunch of story templates that I use in my first draft class now, too, which I think speaks more to the kind of stories that are told. Mm -hmm. Things like, you know, is it an origin story? Is it a quest Mm -hmm. story? Is it a secret story? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's been really fun. Um, Been sort of refining certain pitch templates, things like that, trying to make them better. Mm -hmm. So there may be, before the, the... the TV right book comes out, or maybe at the same time, I'd like to put out like a supplemental workbook that has okay. some of these new things mm-hmm. on them. Um, so yeah, so that I have been talking to okay. people about. Let, so let me we'll ask say. you a question in regard to the book. You just said something that just struck me, just out the blue. Um, you think is it is it still just as important to have a book, and is or is it any different than having an e-book? What, what do you mean as far as like um, in, in my world? Yeah, and, I mean, it doesn't matter. God, it's so, it, you know what? The only reason I wrote the book was mm-hmm. because I, here I was traveling all over the world, mm-hmm. working with all these writers, seeing their successes. I'm and like, it was still miles. like, it was still like, yeah, you got a book. <laughs> always <laughs> like that. So finally I was like, yeah, I got a book. You know, mm-hmm. I was going to title it like the colon. Here's my freaking book. Get off my back. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my freaking book. Yeah. Get off That's my funny. back. It's, and so That's you still, funny. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I think I think it's that idea of you know. But I want to see it. I want to. Okay. I want to see it on the page. Mm-hmm. It still really matters to people. Because mm-hmm. I know you can relate to that, being that you've written things that are in book in novel form. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. a big difference from it being an ebook to it being something something you can tangible can hold it. Yeah, it mm-hmm. definitely sure. is. Okay, I was yeah. just curious. Just threw me. I cut to Hilliard's book coming out. <laughs> 2016. Oh, I'm on some shit. oh, yeah. I'm working on some shit. Oh, yeah. I'll be talking about it, but no. Uh, <laughs> oh, is it going to be a tell all? Hmm? Is your book going to be a tell all? Oh, I could. <laughs> oh, I could. Oh, my oh, God. No. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Actually, you know what? I, I have decided to start. It's so funny. I started podcasting so I didn't have to blog. Mm-hmm. And now all these years later. <laughs> I don't feel like typing. Uh, yeah, I was just going like, to how, how can I reach people without working? And then. Uh, <laughs> um, that is the dream. Yeah. That's funny. Uh, but now, uh-huh. believe it or not, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a, a blog because I started writing personal essays oh. about how. I keep reaching into scripts to figure out how to solve life problems hmm. or like life problems will happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh no, I just created the second act low point for my, for my daughter. Cause I'm not going to her ballet recital. You know, I know how she's going to flash back to this. In nice. years. So I've, I've started to create these essays and I think that I'm going to be putting out more of a personal blog okay. um, called life is not a script. So that's cute, cute. something, um, you know, Suzanne Kylie, yeah, she's starting to build a blog, blog for me so that I can, I can start Hi, putting Suzanne. these out. Yeah. She's awesome. Cute. Suzanne she's was great. in her group. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. She's very cool. Okay, my, my literary agent is like supposed to sit here and be quiet. <laughs> she and she's sitting here like, I got a question. I got a question. Life is not a script is your book. Life is not a script is my book. book. Well, you know, I, I actually, I pitched that. I pitched that to my book agent. And he mm. was like, well... He's a very, very cool guy, but he's smart, right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, it's it's too mommy for the writers. It's too writer for the mommies. And I was like, oh, damn it. All right. <laughs> oh. So I think I'm going to yeah, put and, out a, a And when blog her blog goes a million hits, okay, then he's, he's going to be, be like, you know, sometimes, 
yeah, he's not an idiot, but you know, maybe I didn't say he was. Maybe the, I said thinking he's that. Maybe <laughs> like like Lisa's project, mm-hmm. maybe the world will change. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, it's really interesting to watch. Like you're not the only one who's ahead of her time, mm-hmm. right? I'm. I heard projects from people like way back who'd mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I have this idea, but I only see it working in maybe like two and a half minute chunks that you could play on your cell phone. Right now we're right. talking. And people are like, no one's going to watch stuff on their so cell phone. Weird. Yeah. It's really yeah. odd. It's like they talk about them. And even I had a hard time getting my brain around it too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then it was like, you know, I had to apologize a lot. <laughs> you know? So you like, embrace it, right? yeah, so these days, like I believe nothing is off the table okay. when somebody pitches me an idea in mm-hmm. in class in group whatever there is no such thing as that is not a script right everything can be okay. some kind of mm-hmm. script in some kind of medium mm-hmm. these days there's mm-hmm. so many mediums there's mm-hmm. so many different ways to put out content mm-hmm. it's it, it's really exciting mm-hmm. yeah, like we i just had a writer's meeting yesterday about doing an, a zombie anthology mm-hmm. you know thing where Several different directors come in, and there's like somebody does act one, somebody does act two. They're all completely different, but they all have like a theme that keeps it going throughout each and every one of them. So we're talking about doing this cool, and it's a cool little premise too. We're always trying to push these zombies on people. Well, you know what? If you're gonna do zombies, you need that first take, right? That sounds like a really good way in. The whole one I'm gonna do, you don't see the zombies at all. It's all psychological, which is, I think, much oh, more scarier. Well, yeah. I'm getting scared You're just good. thinking about I that. Know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she don't like horror movies. I, I, like, I, I love reading, <laughs> reading horror movies mm-hmm. and zombie movies, but I have a hard time with zombies on screen because it could happen. Girl, That's it's gonna why. Happen. It's gonna happen. You're talking about they got the <laughs> Ebola coming up oh and at the CDC. Oh. Like, it is about to go down. Oh, my God. It is about to go down, That's people. Right. Have your backpacks and your bikes crazy ready. right now with your sign language. Wait, is it? We cannot hear you. Okay. She's saying a thousand people in America? No. Or they wouldn't tell us if it's in America? You just walk outside, and next thing you know, someone's biting <laughs> on my foot. Well, when I was okay, so when I was reading for it was either Amblin or DreamWorks, I don't know, same same mm-hmm. place, but um, I read Outbreak. Oh, really? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then I had to read at the same time some other book about a contagious disease. Mm-hmm. And I started believing oh, I yeah. had I Ebola. And, you know, it was horrible. I, was like, I had the same problem when I did Russian literature in, mm-hmm. in college. I started thinking, you just, uh, you're so feeling I, you yeah, deeply. I thought I had TB a lot. <laughs> you know, I, I have the consumption, you know? And, like, it was awful. I couldn't get out of bed. It was, it was terrible. So, like, this is. A huge fear. Mm. I've had this for forever because of that, and now it's happening. We're all gonna turn into zombies. Wait, so when you read Outbreak, yeah, did you give it a consider? I don't even remember. I was just under the bed, (laughs) so I would, I would say probably yes. Yes. (laughs) Because if you if you feel it, if it makes you worry and it makes you scared, that's a damn good script. It wasn't wasn't a script. It was the book. The book. Okay. Yeah, I did a lot of uh, book. Yeah, to conceive that it could be making into a screenplay. Yeah, Yeah. 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 That's a lot of reading. It was a lot of reading. That's oh, why I'm blind God. now. Yeah. <laughs> now, what is people's response to the book man now? The coffee oh. break? Like, how have they... It's really been nice because I kind of forget about the book because with all the stuff that I do, all mm-hmm. the classes mm-hmm. I teach and the podcasts and all the consulting and just life in general, mm-hmm. kind of forget sometimes I have a book. And so when I go to another country and I teach and people mm-hmm. bring it to me 
and they say it really helped, mm-hmm. that that's just like, oh, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. It just makes me mm-hmm. so happy when they put it to use. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Because I think what I like about the book, like the first draft years ago that you sent like to your private writing that's group, right and I you said you hey here's i guess you can consider it the arc mm-hmm. and uh and you said hey anything in there and change and i just remember like damn it i wish i would have had this earlier because it it made screenwriting so simple and even if you are a person who has a lot going on in your life the fact that it was segmented chunks if i can just do this a little bit for a little mm-hmm. bit of time and then do this piece right here it could all slowly come together it's yeah. not like this big yeah, because the whole know, point thing. of it though really is Yes, you get in the habit of doing t- these 10-minute increments, but eventually you start yes. growing on that. Right. Exactly. Because if, th- if you think about it, if you give yourself 10 minutes of time and you mm-hmm. say, okay, now you have to work because mm-hmm. it's only 10 minutes, and then you'll do anything to have more time, right? Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. the you'll opposite. Start to get in the groove. Right. Yeah, it's the mm-hmm. opposite of procrastinating. Because yeah. mm-hmm. most people will, yeah, uh, just 10 more, t- 10 more minutes until I do it. <laughs> right, Not right. give me more t- 10 more minutes of writing time. Right. Mm-hmm. So I really stress in this that yes, it helps you make use of your free time, mm-hmm. but you need more free time too. Okay. You mm-hmm. deserve it. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll be able to carve it out eventually. Mm-hmm. Yes. It spreads like the Ebola virus. Look, my, <laughs> Uh-oh. Are you giving me... We have she's a like, note no. being she's passed me. to us. What my agent. agent. Lisa, you're okay. talking too much. Lisa, here, you're here. talking too much. Here's the thing. Don't, bring, don't ever bring your agent <laughs> to sit in for nothing. You know, don't even... You know? No. No. It's okay. It's okay. She over there. Phyllis over there writing notes. Phyllis Carter, everybody. Phyllis. <laughs> so let's talk about... Um, Pitching a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. You know, what What do you see? Because sometimes you go to Pitch Fest and you like teach a little. Yeah, I do. I, I, te- I teach a lot of pitching, which is really funny. The mm. reason I started teaching pitching was only because I had developed this little template in class to keep people from rambling, right? Oh, like you guys have been in class yes. and you ask people like, hey, tell me about your script. And they're like, it started in a, fa- a farm in oh. Ohio <laughs> with a love. And you're like, oh my God. I know it. That's beautiful, but I'm going to kill myself. Tell me what the story is. So I I sort of developed this thing and I, again, tried it out and I realized it was a good template for an elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. But over the years, I've been adding and, you know, and editing just like you guys do because the difference with pitching now as opposed to pitching then was people are really interested in your personal story Mm -hmm. and how it how it influenced your idea mm-hmm. or why you as the writer are the only one who can tell this story, right? So you become your brand and mm-hmm. your brand matches your script. So it's not that you have to write something about you, but if you can segue in your pitch with something personal, it also kind of locks in the I'm the, the person that you right need away. to have to write this. I just went to the Pitch Fest thing the other day and I, ran, and I just went to go say to go meet some writers. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, because I usually am invited. They ain't invited brother this year. You see how I get see how I get treated? See how I get treated? <laughs> anyway, so I probably have heard about twelve hundred pitches. In oh my, my god. And um, but I listen to the pitches all the time. So I always go and I and I sat and I asked these two people, I was like, So what are you gonna do? And they did what I said, stop. <laughs> I was like, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and they're like, Oh, uh, blah blah blah. And I said, You keep forgetting you're not selling the project, you're selling you. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. all about you because Nine times out of ten, and I go sometimes representing some pretty big producers because they know that I go. So like, can you go and look for something for me, mm-hmm. right? So I'll go and I'll sit there, and I know what they're thinking. They're sitting there thinking, well, we have such and such writer who could write this, so we like the idea. 
but I need you to go in there and tell me why you're the one who writes it and nobody else can write it. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that. You know, it's not about the script. The mm -hmm. script is just going to make me go, okay, we have this guy. It's a good idea. Right. I need you to go, we got this script with you because nobody else can do it. And that's right. right. Nobody you know can tell I mean? it in the way that I envision it exactly. as well. That The trick is not getting so carried away with yourself that you spend all of your pitch time, let's say at a pitch fest, sure. pitching yourself. So the idea is to sort of get somebody engaged personally and then you as the writer have the responsibility to segue into yeah. the actual storytelling. Mm -hmm. So that's why I sort of I encourage people to say, and that made me think, well, what if this happened, right? Mm -hmm. What's the fictional spin on, on the story I'm just telling mm -hmm. you? And, and before you know it, mm -hmm. you're now pitching your own idea. Mm -hmm. People, when they forget to do that, then they're in trouble too. So it's mm -hmm. definitely a balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see, I think it becomes, a, it, it is an art to it. There's why there's certain gurus around town who are really good at um, just pitching, and they're not even writers, but they're like excellent at going in, and mm -hmm. you know people hire them to go in and pitch it for them because they're they're that good. Mm -hmm. But they figured out the art of selling a Gatorade bottle and making a whole story out of it, <laughs> like they can't, mm -hmm. and it'll sound like they freaking created the whole bottle themselves. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like such an art to it. I think it's just brilliant. But I think once you personalize it and make it something that's yours, mm -hmm. and it comes, it's just a blurb. People think they have to tell this whole life story. Right. And it's not. Mm -hmm. It's just something as simple as I grew up in Palo Alto and my mom was like the gingerbread woman. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. my story is about a woman just like that. It's right. just simple. Exactly. Mm -hmm. you know yeah, what I mean? That was it's great. Just, yeah. So now I get a sense you're the expert. You grew up and you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And it's just that simple. So I was I was going over this with a couple of them. People started joining in. I had a whole group around me. I was like, okay, I know there were some other people here teaching. <laughs> <laughs> this is some free shit, too. I'm yeah. like, ah. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like when you started doing the pitch fest, the teaching the pitch beforehand. Um, one of our podcast guests, guests that came on, oh, who was that? And he said he went to Pilar right before he pitched, and it was so much oh, better. And he it was, was um, Scotty. Oh, Scotty. Yes. Scotty. Yes. <laughs> And he said that, thank he God, he said, thank God he went to you first. <laughs> the day before he went to go pitch it the mm -hmm. next day, and it really, really yeah, helped. whole page he was going through. Because he said, what did he say? He realized after then, it's like, oh, I was saying much too much. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> thank God Pilar told me, hey. Uh -huh. This really is my did. this is my thing at every pitch fest when I coach people. I'm going to stop you now. That's what I'm always doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh <-huh>. Always. <laughs> He's great, though. Like, if you're thinking about, you know, a personal brand, Scotty's oh got goodness. it. He knows what he's good at. Definitely. He right. also has a voice that that reflects that. Right. And and you you want to work with him as a result. Mm -hmm. You know. Mm -hmm. It's shout out to Scotty Mullen hey, over there. Scotty, hey Scott. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, it's funny you say that because, like I said, I've been to different pitch events all over the place, and sometimes you go to a pitch event and it's just one person at the table that you go to pitch to. And sometimes I'm sitting there with three people, sometimes four people at a table. And I'm always the one. I'll be sitting there with like a manager or some producer or whatever, and me representing my company and maybe another friend's company. And I'll be sitting there, and somebody will start the pitch, and they'll be like, well, basically, mom, like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all looking at me like, they're all looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, why are you stopping this thing? I'm like, I just can't even let them continue right now. I, I got to help them. Uh -huh. And I can't tell you, nine times out of ten, by the time the pitch event's over, and I've heard 75 pitches, mm -hmm. literally I will have 20, 25 people come by and go, oh, my God, after I talked to you, I ended up, that person took me, that person took my, you know, 
they took the uh, what do they call it? the one sheets or the whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, really? Oh, thanks, dude. I was just telling you what you needed to. Because you were killing me. <laughs> you were killing me. They were <laughs> killing me. There are certain words basically to me makes me feel like you're not sure. Right. Uh, that's you interesting. I mean? Yeah. Immediately, as soon as you say, well, basically, so I'm like, uh, you don't trust yourself. Right. Oh, right. You know? Interesting. Oh, I can't Use that assertive word. language. Yeah. Like I know what I'm talking yeah. about. My mentor is Paris Barkley. Okay. And it's one of the words you hate. So I've taken that on. So I was like, hmm, I like that too. I don't like that motherfucker. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say though, so this is this is why I like to teach it and mm-hmm. then walk away. Is I, I go to these I go to these pitch fests and you know I run all day pitch workshops sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be actually the pitch day and I'll go past the pitching room and mm-hmm. I get so nervous for everybody. Yeah. Because it you know it's you can one thing to smell and fear oh. that fears is yeah. there. Everybody who does this mm-hmm. is so brave. Mm-hmm. It's they're so brave. And also think about mm-hmm. the the craft you've been developing has nothing to do with with talking right Right. so all these writers who've been sort of locked in their little rooms Mm -hmm. writing suddenly are forced to speak it's tough it's really really Mm. really tough it makes me anxious just looking at them and i just like get the log line out and go away away. don't worry see what i like about it you just you just tied into something we were talking on a previous episode about the fact that we're going to have this panel i was telling you about and i think that is one of the biggest misconceptions that Feature because I come from feature now I write mostly TV, mm-hmm. but um, I most people talk about how um, um, writers who write features yeah. right um, are used to being introverts for the yeah. most part, and of mm-hmm. course television completely different. Right. Well, the misconception that they have, and I have been somebody who's been in development with lots of you know production companies, right? So. Even as a feature writer, now you still got to show up at their office. Yep. That's you still got to, you have to have that interact. You cannot be a complete introvert. You have to be a business person. You have to. In any art, yes. right? If you were a painter, mm-hmm. you still have to present your art to a gallery and you have to make those connections and, and communicate. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it's often the toughest part of what we do. Totally. I, I, you know, doing what I do, I, like I said, I love teaching. I love consult- consulting. I hate marketing. I hate <laughs> yeah. it. Oh Which is why God. she doesn't tweet that. God. She doesn't. I'm like, she don't tweet that. I tweet that once all. a day. You know, I mean, I hate it. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, oh, I see you all over the place. You're such a good marketer. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> They're doing it for me. <laughs> I just hate it. You know, but you have to, you know. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've got kids to feed, you know. You, yeah. Your you brand. You're one of the biggest brands out there. You mm-hmm. have to Everybody treat every, knows Pilar you Alexandra. just have to treat your stuff like okay, mm-hmm. I, I have a business to run. I'm mm-hmm. getting up in the morning. It's one thing to be good at something, sure. but you have to let people know you're good at it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the same for for writers, right. uh, they have to let people know they're good at what and, they do. And we're in a business where. Everybody thinks they are good. <laughs> uh, the Even bad writers, <laughs> they think they're good. Then you've got you know the opposite, I mean? right? The people who can market, but they don't have any content. Yes. Yeah. That, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be careful of that. If you're spending all your writing time on Facebook, mm-hmm. well, good, you know, that you've, that you've got all those friends, mm-hmm. but then you've spent all your writing time on That's Facebook. True. There went another day for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I can't, we can't use a lie on, on microblogging. <laughs> it, is, it is a form of writing. <laughs> but Lisa, Lisa always says a joke at the end because we always ask like, where can people find you, whatever, blah, blah, yeah. blah, like you do. 
And <laughs> she always says, don't follow me. Because if I follow you, then it's going to make me, you know, follow you and be paying attention to what you're doing all day. <laughs> and then I, get sucked, me. then I get sucked into the rabbit hole. And it's like, ah, don't follow me. Don't. Don't be interesting. Be boring so I can stop following you. <laughs> but you do develop some interesting skills. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think with Twitter, having to write, having to express yourself well mm-hmm. in 140 characters mm-hmm. teaches people naturally about editing. Mm-hmm. Now, when they... <laughs> express themselves badly mm-hmm. all right that's not gonna help but i think writers you know it, it, it's gotten some people work mm-hmm. because it's that's especially joke writers right mm-hmm. you can show how yeah. concise and mm-hmm. how you write with economy you know it's mm-hmm. it's interesting mm-hmm. it was funny because when i was like i think i was live tweeting uh the rosemary's baby remake <laughs> and i remember sitting there and it's just me you know because you know i I've just gotten into live tweeting because it's just fun to see what other people say and like, what? And it's just like a way of globally sharing an experiment. And I remember I'm just saying stuff that I just think, and people just retweeting stuff. And I was like, (laughs) I was saying stuff. Like I'll put little, like little pictures. Mm. Like there was one, it's like when you, there was a scene in that movie where, if you haven't seen it, it's okay. <laughs> um, where, Spoiler alert. Like she's looking, the character is always looking out the window, and you see some crazy people doing some crazy, crazy stuff over there that looks mm. kind of witchy poo. <laughs> but she doesn't react to it. And I'm uh. like, why is she sitting? I remember I just put a picture of a cat that I found, and all the cat says, little, the little meme says, the fuck they doing over there? Like I was just like tweeting like random stuff. And it was so funny. People were like, oh my God. And they're like retweeting. I'm like, Oh, so you can say some really funny things yeah. about writing and critiquing stuff, and mm-hmm. people actually do listen. And it got kind of scary for a second. Cause I realized, mm-hmm. oh my god, they really do read what you put out in Twitter, mm-hmm. the Twitterverse. It's a right. feed. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It, it is out. a feed, and yeah. it's like okay, you can start writing about stuff, and, mm-hmm. and especially with screenwriting, because now mm-hmm. I'm really trying to focus on connecting with really good screenwriters that I admire, mm-hmm. a lot of people who are real, like producers who are mm-hmm. really good at that films that I like and mm-hmm. trying to learn from them and gleaning some some little tidbits and stuff. Sure, but sure. I want to ask you this, Pilar. Sure. Since we're talking about pitching, which is so hard sometimes, yeah. even I feel like I'm going to throw up when I have really? to go pitch. Yeah, child, please. You're really good at pitching. That's because I fake it. I've already thrown up <laughs> and <laughs> freaked out and drank a ton of liquor in the parking lot before I walk in to come pitch. I'm just letting you know. That's but I do. But it's that nervous energy, and I, I know what that comes from. And it's really like I get nervous if I'm not nervous. Okay. If I'm not nervous, mm-hmm. something is going to be off. So it's that mm-hmm. nervous energy, and I feel good. And if I don't feel like I'm going to throw up, I don't feel like I've had a successful pitch. Okay. That kind of, I know it sounds this weird. This is so complicated. It sounds so weird. I know. I know. But what are some of the things? Because I know when I was about to pitch one of my big, when I first got one of my first options, I remember I took one of your pitch classes. And I remember I was reading some of your books and going back over my notes from following you for so many years. Like, if someone's to come to you right now, like, I have to go pitch this thing to Steven Spielberg right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, can you just give two quick top three things to do that would give you a successful pitch. I know it's kind of putting you on the spot. But. No, it's like when in doubt, know your logline. Because I always tell people, mm. even if mm. they only get the logline out and mm-hmm. then freeze up, at least they've gotten their main intention of the story out there. Okay. Because when people don't have that, they may pitch all around it, and mm. then the executive goes, I oh, so it's about such and such. And you're like, um, no, no, that's not what it was about. <laughs> and now they're pissed um, off because they had an idea in their yeah, head. Right. You're pissed off because the executive didn't get me. You mm-hmm. know, get your logline out there. Mm-hmm. So, and 
the logline doesn't have to be boring. Mm. It should, this is the second tip, it should have, <laughs> it should have um, a, <laughs> adjectives that match your tone, mm. you know? Definitely. Oh my God, can you say that Definitely. one more time? <laughs> it yeah. should have adjectives that, that match, match your tone. tone. Right, because like, <laughs> people will pitch things and you could pitch the same story but with the wrong words, it sounds like a drama. Yeah. And suddenly again, your feelings are hurt. It was supposed to be a comedy right. or vice versa. Mm. The worst is when you're laughing, mm. you know, and they're like, no, it was very sad. Right. So use those mm-hmm. kind of words that would convey it. And verbs too. Mm-hmm. You know, it, what somebody is doing mm-hmm. is usually the crux of the second act. Right. That's the heart of the log line. Sure. So that verb matters. Right. Third, third thing. Oh, leave the desperation at the door. <laughs> You know? Can we repeat that one again? Jill? Yeah, I mean that's tough. And you're doing it right. You're getting all that out, right? right? Whether it's thrown up or right. whatever. But when you have to sit down and just know that you're having a conversation, and when people get really pitchy and mm-hmm. selly, again, you know, people smell bullshit, and mm-hmm. they they get turned off. They mm-hmm. back away. They feel like they're being sold to mm-hmm. instead of somebody going. I want to share this story with you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. Let mm-hmm. me tell you about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's more of a conversation. I like that. I'm a, one, one last question, and then we'll um, we'll get to the to the real thing. Um, I want to talk about the difference between likability uh-huh. and relatability. Oh, uh, yes, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, you hear it all the time. You're gonna make it more likable. You uh, know, it drives me crazy. Doesn't yeah. it drive you me crazy? Like the character? Yeah. yeah. Who's and who's? It's subjective. Mm-hmm. You know. I, I liked Walter White, and yeah. he was a drug dealer, a drug <laughs> drug cooker. Uh-huh. You know, we all liked him, mm-hmm. you know, but was his action likable? No, his action was deplorable, mm-hmm. you know? So likability, it's, it's a really shaky one. Mm-hmm. And women get it all the time, right, Lisa? Yeah. It, it's always such a judgment on female sure. characters. It mm-hmm. kills me. It's like, but she's not likable. We love our flawed male characters. Mm-hmm. Right. They can be hotheads. Mm-hmm. They can... They can kill people. They can <laughs> kill people. They can sleep with uh-huh. people. Right. A woman turns around, she's a hothead who mm-hmm. sleeps with more than one person or anything like mm-hmm. that. Forget it. Right. right. We don't like her. Right. Well, guess what? Your story just went down the tubes because you started with somebody who's kind of boring mm-hmm. and... What are you going to do? What are you going to do with that character? Sure, right. So, yeah, likability for me is a bit of a... <laughs> I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Steve Kaplan has a big thing about it, too. So I was curious of what you thought about just the two words and how they... I like relatability. I think, I think that makes a lot of sense. That's a great mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've all been in situations mm-hmm. where we, we wished we could hit somebody. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make us unlikable. People relate to the mm-hmm. idea of, wow, that person looks like they could hit that person. Mm-hmm. Now, the choice that's made, that becomes the story. Right. Sure, because sure, that sure, character sure. can mm-hmm. then leave the room and repress the mm-hmm. need to hit that person. And now we go, oh, okay, that was one, one story choice. Right. Or they can get up and hit that person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which is something that we probably wouldn't do. Sure. But we related to the emotion that triggered that punch. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's that might be the difference. He did an uh-huh. unlikable thing, but we related to his motive. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. Huh. I know. It's kind of like I'm watching, I'm re-watching a lot of the, because um, you know I'm a huge Idris fan. <laughs> and I'm oh, re-watching Idris Elba. I'm watching Luther. Oh, oh, and the if, if no one's seen Luther, uh, you I should did, Shame on them. I did yeah. start to watch Luther. And I, then I got distracted with another thing, but I should go back to Luther, right? I think I was only in like two episodes. Okay, okay. yeah. So okay. Should I, 
Yeah, I mean, it's because there's a character in there who's she's she's pretty much a serial killer. Yeah, that and uh, crazy. <laughs> this is not a spoiler alert because it just pretty much happens in the second. It, it does, right? Like, like that hot and, girl. Uh, next thing you know, like he's like trying to put this girl in jail in the first episode, and the second, and next thing you know, uh, that's his buddy now, and she's not like in, in the real world, you mm-hmm. know. She's not a likable person. You mm-hmm. just killed your parents and mm-hmm. all this. Other. It's not a spoiler alert. It's in the first episode. Right. You ain't <laughs> missing that one. Yeah. And if you was going to see it and be serious about it, you should have saw it a long time ago. That's my rule. If you're going to see it, you would have saw it when it yeah, first right. came they out. did two seasons, but bitch. even though like she's like in real life, I would not want to. She's just not. She's just not. But, but I relate to because I know there's something that her parents did that is, and I understand. I can yeah, relate to that happened. kind of thing. Yeah. And I can I can really relate to her thoughts on a lot of how people act and stuff, mm-hmm. but. She would not be considered a likable character at all. Like I would almost feel like if they were to bring that to America and Americanize mm-hmm. that character, mm-hmm. they would totally they change would totally, that yeah, character definitely. and like, definitely. well, we're gonna make her more per- like. Yeah. She or, has a little puppy, and she- they <laughs> might they might bring in the backstory, which I I have a hard time with mm-hmm. because you were able to imagine right. there was something that triggered her, right. and I want to sort of and she never peel back us. the layers. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to find out more about her right. so that I can get to know her better to mm-hmm. see what's what's behind this, mm-hmm. as opposed to being spoon fed backstory. Right. And I think that's sometimes where these adaptations do go wrong it's like right. yeah no let me show you why you should relate to her right or, or give her the puppy moment <laughs> you know no no puppy moments. <laughs> I, I think we also like uh not not relate to but like characters who act out on our fantasies sometimes oh my god yes okay. so this idea of likability Maybe people don't want to admit that they actually like what she did or like mm-hmm. what like the Joker. Mm-hmm. You know that those bad characters are doing what we sometimes wish like, we could. Like Maleficent you know? when she puts the curse on the baby, <laughs> and you would look at it and say, "Oh, the cute baby. It's really not the baby." It's like I was so happy she did that and came in there and did like I just, just slap him, just do take the baby and snatch the hair out and all that. Mm. And she's like, I just, I really wanted that to happen. Mm. And I was just so worried. Like, I was like, you do that. You do it. I will be there with you. <laughs> you know, she See put the I curse and everything. I, but I even though she's like, no, she would be considered, but it's just like, I could understand. I was like, you know what? If I were in that position, I would love to be able to do that too. I would love to be able to like, you know, talk bad things to people and say top of the head. Like, I really mm. want to say. So it just, it's just such a deliciousness when you see <laughs> characters who do that. Cause I live vicariously through them. And I, and I think, yes, that's what I would do. Not in real life, but in this moment, I am enjoying you who do this. Yeah. You know? Like, I admire people in my real life who can talk to people all crazy, who need to be talked to crazy. And, like, I'm like, oh, thank God for you, because I don't think I could do that and be that harsh. I might think the thought, but I can't do right, it. Right, right. I mean, yeah. look, it's civilized society. We have to go out Gosh. there and, and, and just survive every day, right? Mm-hmm. We can't go and do these things, but that's why we watch TV and movies, to watch people do what we wish we could do. Absolutely. And sometimes it's bad mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like that, that. Yes. well on that note yeah. thank you so much oh thank you this, this has so been good. fun 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 thank you thank you I knew we was going to get in and have a good time you know, <sighs> just talking about stuff well, well, forever <laughs> thank you very much that was Pilar Alexandra y'all so we're going to get into Lisa's world okay. famous clapback y'all tell All her right. what it is okay. so the clapback as those of you who've been listening, you know what it is. Basically, it's when something in Hollywood happens or someone says something ridiculous, or it could be a positive sometimes, too, mm-hmm. where I just have to just acknowledge something. But this clapback this week is for, um, it's a little challenge. I'm just going to put it out there in the podcast world because recently I just read that the Marvel head honcho, mm-hmm. and I can't pronounce Kevin's last name. It's Kevin, is it Feige? F-E-I-G-E? 
is it phage or fiche? Anyway, mm-hmm. he's the head honcho over at Marvel. And recently, and you guys have heard me say this before, especially on Twitter and stuff too, where uh, you know I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, Blade with mm-hmm. Wesley Snipes, mm-hmm. and I've been wanting to do a reboot yes, as have. a fan. <laughs> so recently, who do you want? They in that just movie? listen, listen, listen. <laughs> um, they just got the rights back. Really? Marvel, yeah. They just got the rights back to the Blade franchise, okay. right? But Mr. Kevin, I think it's Feeds or Fage. Okay. I'll just pay Kevin up. He's not really clamoring to do a reboot. So no. my, clap black, my clap back to you, Kevin, is this challenge. If you ever listen to this podcast, <laughs> I will take you out to lunch, mm-hmm. and I will sit you down, and I will explain to you and pitch to you why I need a Blade reboot. You're not going to give me Black Panther. <laughs> you're not gonna give me black panther as much as you can say at comic-con we might do it might be 2019 you know what i've been waiting since 2000 uh-huh. at comic-con to you know get a black panther movie because you know before the story was we didn't have the technology to create wakanda the beautiful <laughs> technology advanced african nation uh-huh. and this imaginary africa uh-huh. wakanda because ain't no wakanda in real life right. but you know it is what it is <laughs> We take what we can get, okay? Because okay? <laughs> Storm, you know, unless she's from East Africa, she really don't have that kind of hair on the west side <laughs> of West Africa. <laughs> she could be Ethiopian. Uh, she could, I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. She's East, but I was under the impression she was a West Coast, you yeah. know, West African, mm-hmm. you know, which most black people from America, we come from the West Coast, West Side. <laughs> <laughs> so there is no excuse. I know, throw your W's up. Uh, there's no excuse for you not to be able to do a Black Panther movie. But since you can't give me Black Panther, the closest I've gotten is Blade. So, Kevin, this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If y'all can do a reboot of Fantastic Four, when the other original Fantastic Four you did were booty, horrible. they were horrible. Yes. And the only reason why I'm going to see the new one when you do it is because Michael B. Jordan's in it. Mm-hmm. And you decide to put a black guy with an adoptive sister who's white, <laughs> which is fantastic, and they have a black daddy. I just want to see how that's going to play out. Okay. You know, and all who's the heat. Uh, well, the dad, the father is the guy from um, The Wire. Who oh. played the the t- oh I shouldn't know his name I love him I anyway you know who you yeah, are yeah, yeah. but anyway Kevin let me take you out to lunch <laughs> I'm not gonna say dinner because Hollywood is hella expensive <laughs> oh, sure, sure. You know? and I know you got expensive taste unless you're gonna like you let know? me let me use that Marvel tab okay we can do some Mickey D's you know can we, we can do yeah, I'm not gonna say Mickey D's I mean we can we can do a Taking little the CJ's, you know I'm, no, I'm not gonna do take you to toy my favorite like place in Hollywood okay. my a little toy tie? To- that's a decent yes oh yeah, yeah. The, the rock and roll atmosphere uh-huh. I just want to sit down with you and tell you why you need to do this Blade reboot because first of all uh, Lupita Nyong'o mm-hmm. and I've said this before yeah. I think she could play Blade's daughter mm. and how you can bring a new storyline and bring Blade in is because in the first movie of mm-hmm. Blade you had in Boucher Wright who was like the black chick doctor who you, you made disappear because I don't know why but she was great and she like disappeared and I'm like I thought they had chemistry I, apparently not <laughs> So what I'm suggesting, and I've said this on Twitter, what you should do is have it bring Lupita in as Blade's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she's like out of control. Mama can't get her in check. She don't, <laughs> and then bring daddy back in. He don't know that he had this daughter, this vampire daughter. And then, because if you look at the picture that I posted up on Twitter, she got the glasses on. She looked just like Blade's daughter. <laughs> so does. what I want to challenge you is Kevin, the head of Marvel. <laughs> Not that you're not busy with your whole slate of movies into the future. Mm -hmm. You're not going to give me Black Panther. The (laughs) least you can do is give me Blade. So let me take you out to lunch and let me sit down and let me pitch to you why 
we need a Blade reboot. In fact, I don't even care if nobody else wants to see a Blade reboot. <laughs> if you could just hook me up with Wesley Snipes to go to lunch, bring Wesley Snipes yeah, with you to lunch, back, and let me just pitch to both of you why I need to see Blade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be great. He could be like, it, this could be, so it's his daughter, right? So it's he's his like, daughter. He's mentoring. Maybe he's been retired. He's like, oh, he Obi-Wan yeah, now. He doesn't know that he had a daughter. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you bring him back, and he's got a daughter who's not on the good side. Mm-hmm. So he's got to rein that little heifer this back in check. This everybody. Oh, yeah. You know, and she'll look fabulous and they'll look splendid and uh-huh. it'll be fantastic. I have the whole storyline ready. I can pitch it to you. That's brilliant. So, Why hasn't anybody done that? Because they haven't been talking to me. Pilar? <laughs> Pilar, you know, I, I was trying to pitch the Griselda Blanco story, which is the best thing that ever came out of Absolutely. the history of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. And people were like, well, we can't really, a female lead, okay, how many guys can we put in here? And I was just like, damn you people. <laughs> so I am reaching out to you, Kevin. Even though I'm pointing to, 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 to I don't know what she's pointing at. She's I'm pointing, pointing at you, him. Hillier. I'm looking at God. But God, please. Because I'm the man in the room. <laughs> All I'm asking is let me have let me take you to lunch somewhere in Hollywood that's not too expensive that you know I can still be able to pay for you my can car put notes on it, right? and put some gas money and let me just tell you why. Blade should come back. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you're talking about saying that there's no almost claim for reboot. We don't even have to have it on. I know you're going to say, well, you know, our Marvel slate is so busy in 2019. I don't care. We can, <laughs> we can, we can shepherd it out someplace else. But just give me a chance. That's that's all I'm saying, Kevin. So okay. that's my clapback. I okay. think that's great. Yeah. Do you think the head of Marvel is listening right now? Of course. Okay. Everybody's listening. To I right. just started following <laughs> Kevin on on Twitter, so uh-huh. I'm gonna start sending him like Lupita pictures, and like <laughs> I'm gonna start photoshopping yeah, pictures of like Blade and scenes and stuff, <laughs> and be like. Please, sir. <laughs> That'll be good because he'll think more. he came up with it by himself. Oh, I know. Right. Whatever, whatever it Subliminal takes. Subliminal shit, right? I, yeah. You know, like I said, you're not gonna give me. You're not gonna give me Black Panther. So, what we're gonna do next, Pilar? Yes. With something I, we I love doing. Okay. So what this is, we do something called the "Don't Sleep on Them" segment, and this week we're doing a script by a writer that I happen to follow on Twitter. Her name is Melody Cooper. I think she's really good. Uh, she's done really well in a lot of contests. She's got a lot of uh, heat with this particular um, spec script. This is a pilot script for a TV show. She typically writes like sci-fi and horror. Mm-hmm. So with the um, Don't Sleep on Summit, what we do is we read the first page of the script, Cole, like we have not read these yet. Mm-hmm. And then after I reread it, we talk about what works and what really pops. So okay. we want you so to be it's honest. Instantaneous. Instantaneous. Like what we feel. It's a cold read. That way it's our first honest impression of what it is. And let me give you a copy of this. We're gonna have I'm gonna read the narration. So all you have to do, Pilar, is just read along and just kind of listen. But I want to give you the log line for this particular project because I think Melody is really, really, really good. And the name of the script, it is called Impact Three. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it is written by Melody Cooper. Um, I'm going to read you the logline. It's a sci-fi thriller. So there's the logline for Impact 3. Sci-fi thriller. The mysterious connection between the work of scientists in Mexico, Antarctica, a military medical facility in Virginia, and on another planet, cast a frightening new light on the evolution of life on Earth and puts, <clears throat> and puts a soldier in the center of a firestorm that changes the course of human history. Hmm. Okay? A little wordy, but, you know, okay. You got to work on that log okay. line a little bit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Too many ands, but okay. other than that, we got the idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. So good. basically, there's a con- stuff that's happening in New Mexico, outer space, okay. Antarctica. Let's see. Human evolution, all that stuff. And it so, affects one soldier. And it affects a soldier. <laughs> so this is Impact 3 by Melody Cooper. Right. So 
<clears throat> Here we go. Exterior. Frederick Maryland, street, night. Ron Anderson, 20s, black. Looks over his shoulder. His face drips with sweat. Stay in your homes. Dressed in T-shirt and army fatigues, Anderson moves swiftly down a deserted sidewalk in a picture postcard town. Platoon of soldiers in gas masks march around the corner. Anderson mouths the word, fuck. Hunkers down and crouches behind a car. He peeks over the hood. A few soldiers peel off to search the town street by street. Repeat, for your own safety, stay inside your homes and keep the doors, doors and windows locked. A military helicopter swoops overhead. Its glaring search beam slides over the cars on the street. Anderson hits the ground. He waits until the chopper is gone, then runs hard down a side street. Exterior, Frederick, Maryland, backyard, night. Winded, Anderson presses his back against the garage. His eye catches something, a bottle of water on a patio table. Anderson stays put and makes a quick visual check of the darkened house, the surrounding yard. No one. In one swift move, he swipes the bottle from the table. He kneels, wrenches off the cap, and guzzles down the water. We see the boy before Anderson does. Four years old, white, blonde, sleepy-eyed in yellow pajamas. He stands on the patio in front of an open sliding glass door. Anderson freezes. The boy's eyes are on him. Anderson raises one finger to his lips to keep the child quiet. The boy blinks. He smiles as if he recognizes Anderson. His smile widens. The split in his mouth extends further and further into his cheeks and out to his ears. Hmm. So that was... <laughs> Melodies. Melodies. Impact three. So what do you guys think? Well done. Well done. So she's getting done. some heat on this right She's now. getting some heat for some producers right okay. now. And like I said, it's a TV pilot, sci-fi thriller, which is hot right now for cool. TV. So what do you Let's guys hear think? your thoughts. Well, I, you know, it, it's so well written mm -hmm. in terms of making things active. You know, mm -hmm. uh, soldiers peel off, uh, military helicopter swoops, mm -hmm. um, Anderson hits the ground. I mean, mm -hmm. just these, again, these great verbs and the way she's building down the corner and it's just, it's just active and interesting right away. But what sells it mm -hmm. is that very last, last Is moment. that button on that the end. Is that smile. Yes. Because no matter how beautifully written, you can't say you kind of haven't seen this mm -hmm. in some, mm -hmm. some right. manner, which sure. doesn't make it cliche. It's right. very, very well written, but right. you need something else. And then she Gives it to you. Yes. Well done. Mm -hmm. Well done. Yeah, and that's the main thing I like too. Like I said, I like the quickness and stuff. And I, I know from being in your classes, Pilar, and learning, especially just with my writing and you editing me all the time, the idea that your eyes should be able to just go down the page and read and not have a bunch of like chunks of black and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. It really, really moves. And that kicker is that last line. Like that's the first thing that popped that's off right. for me. Because you know, like you said, in most of the genres, this this action sequence is happening. Of course, there's probably some backstory to what's going mm -hmm. on. So, of course, with TV, you got to keep everybody's interest and get, get it into it. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's kind of eerie and scary is that ending like, hey, it's a little boy smiling. Mm -hmm. And he keeps smiling. And oh, shit. It's like splitting up into his ears. Mm -hmm. And that lets you know right, in that, right away, oh, shit, this is not, this is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> this is Ebola gone bad. It's not Ebola, but I'm just saying something really weird is going on, yeah. you know? Well, one of the things I like, it opens on, we talk about it all the time, and I'm sure you do too, my favorite word, it opens on curiosity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm mm -hmm. like totally curious of right. what's going on. Somebody's chasing them, a platoon of soldiers, right. you know what I mean? Right. So it immediately opens on that. So I'm like, hmm, something's going on here. What the? And then he mouths, fuck. Right. You know? Right. So you're already with them right. with what's going on. Mm -hmm. But you're right, though, Pilar, that, that last line... Um, 
into his cheeks and out out of his ear, out to his ear. It's fucking brilliant. Oh yeah. my god! And you know that I mean? male voice, just so people know, the yeah. male voice that wasn't uh, the character Ron saying those words. That was a male voice over a megaphone. So yeah, like that a was helicopter. a soldier. Probably yeah, that's a soldier yelling that out. But um, yeah, just and also the the thing that really was kind of the more the curiosity part mm-hmm. was kind of like hmm, there's a bottled water. Your life's, but he has to drink. So it lets me know, okay, he's been out he's here thirsty. for a while. He's exhausted. Like it's yeah. to the point where he can take a chance to reach out and grab some water. Like mm-hmm. that means he's been out for a while. So mm-hmm. something else has been happening before this happened. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I really actually, uh, yeah, Mel, you want to send me the rest of the script? I want to see what. Yeah, I'm curious to read it too. Yeah. yeah, you know, also that you mentioned that that he mouths the word fuck, right? Mm-hmm. And what that it's not about creating some kind of rating. It's about showing that he may not know what to do. Mm-hmm. He's got a human moment. Mm-hmm. He's not Mr. Tough Guy and mm-hmm. like he's invincible on in right. this. He actually feels stuck. Right. So that empathy, that relatability, sure. right? Yep. We're mm-hmm. right exactly. there with him mm-hmm. because we're like, oh, how would I feel? Instead mm-hmm. of like that, you know, we've, we've seen the, the Teflon superhero before yes. and it's just kind of right. gets Definitely. boring. Definitely. She's not doing that. Right. Definitely. Yes. Nice. Nice, nice job, doing. Melody. So once Thank again, you, Melody. that's Melody Cooper, the name of that. And y'all heard it from the guru herself. Okay. Yes, from Pilar. This <laughs> guru is, My, who came up with this guru don't thing? Don't, don't you hate it? No wonder there's such a backlash against people who, who do what so I do. Here's, here's, guru. No. That's just the reason why. I'll tell you why. Because when they used to do, when they did the screenwriting expo, mm-hmm. and when they'd have the booklet of who to go to. True. They would have like the what was it like their five star rating like yeah. they'd have your name your star speaker it, it was like the star thing and people would have to go get in line mm. and and go th- and I'm thinking mm. like I should be able to get in like the, the only way I can get in was when I used to walk I said Pilar can I just work for you for that, that weekend I'll just put I'll put the DVDs in I'll put whatever just to get in the room because it wasn't good to say but I just she's my teacher yeah, it was, yeah. that was that was a I have to say the very first screenwriting expo so I go to my class uh-huh. and um, I get in line. You know, get in line for her whole class. Because I was like, and I go, I go, I go, who's in there? You know, who's in there? Who are we waiting for? And they go, Pilar Alessandra. (laughs) 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 What? Wait, I'm Pilar. And that was when it hit me. I was like, oh, you better teach a good class. Wow. Right. You know, like, exactly. oh my God. Right. You know, so that was, that was a life changing. Yeah. Moment. It's like, it, right. <laughs> your classes do fill up. I mean, it's just that, that engagement and just really knowing how to help people. What I like too, is that if you, you should use Pilar, but she doesn't rewrite your script for you or tell mm-hmm. you how you should do it. She tells you what is working, what's not working, mm-hmm. and you might want to consider this. Sure. Uh, when she says that, you better consider it because, as I said, <laughs> Have I, I decided, like, I'm gonna do, you know what? That's all good. I mean, she worked for, like, Steven Spielberg and stuff, uh, and she, she traveled that. all over the world, but you know what? I'm just going to send this in with the notes I think should go in there, and then um, I didn't do so well. Exactly. So uh, listen to your mentors. Exactly. See, and I'm going to put it out there. I'm just going to say it. For the record, all y'all hard head motherfuckers, I'ma say it. Motherfuckers, you sound like you sound like Dolomite. Look, you jive turkey food. Okay, I'ma take it back there. Have you been watching? Have you been watching the L Ray Network? Because they've been showing Dolomite. No, no, they've been showing Friday Night Grindhouse Theater. They showing Dolomite. Thanks for Rodriguez and all you people. But look, I'ma say it. I'ma say it. You are one of those people, even though you are not an official screenwriter. You fucking know your shit. Thank you. That's why people listen. Thank so you. So on that note, thank you, Pilar. Thank yes. you. Lisa, Lisa, Coat Jam. 
Yes. My girl over here. Yeah, my, my agent Phyllis is supposed to sit here and be quiet. And she's like, pass me. Ask this. She I'm over like, there you know doing what? sign language and don't, shit. Don't bring your agents. Don't bring your literary agents nowhere. <laughs> she wrote so, notes um, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pilar, yes. darling, where can, where can the folks find you? Everything is at onthepage.tv. <laughs> like we need to ask and just. No, because, no, you know, people will look me up. But I'd rather they looked up, okay. up the, the classes, which is okay. on the page. It's right. onthepage.tv. Has the classes. And I'm mm-hmm. teaching the first draft class in L.A., yeah. Starting in September, my six-week okay. class, and then it'll go into the rewrite class. So right. classes are on. Uh, oh, she just brought up the, the website. <laughs> yeah, she, she's um, trying to get in. Stop I know. It. Trying, to get, trying to get out on her good side. <laughs> for people who aren't in L.A., listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. too. Um, on the Page has a podcast that's been running for yes, seven years. Seven years. Yeah, 360-something. Like, really that's much many one hours for I'm every day. Yeah. <laughs> That is that is a waste Every of that's not good. You'll grow hair on your palm. Because I drive in a car and I'll just be listening. <laughs> and I have time. can I just say this before we leave? Sure. Uh so one of the podcasts we listened to, um I think, was it last year? No, this year. It was this Which year one? when we did the Oscar podcast and we listened uh, to your podcast <laughs> about mm-hmm. your Oscar predictions mm-hmm. and then we did our version of it on another network mm-hmm. yeah. and none of your, your predictions and your people that you had on there, you were all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and I was so this right. Was right. And then, yeah, and then right. here's the thing. When you went in on her, I was uh-huh. like, this is the moment where she, it, like no, like in the Shaolin temple uh-huh. when the master when grasshopper <laughs> has to disagree <laughs> with the teacher and you were saying well ah, you're just so curly and blah 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 <laughs> and I said this and I said when I read the first five pages of that she script did. I said, said this, this is, is the gonna one that's going to win you not nominated right. it's yeah. going to win the Oscar mm-hmm. and you guys said some other name I was like I was no like, huh? I'm like no <laughs> and that's what I thought this is the moment where you feel like you've grown up a little bit mm-hmm. where you have to disagree with your parents sure <laughs> And just, you know, so I'm just proud to say that uh, you can open once up the in my life. Let her, out now. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> let her fly, bitch, fly. You know what I think? I think that, that Lisa should come on and be on the po- uh, the Oscar podcast this year. Okay. Oh, please. Will put me on. I will come yeah. out and uh, you just have to remind me that I cannot curse. Yes, uh, I will. On have your to podcast. Yeah. I will have to like <laughs> exercise. <laughs> you can do it. You do it when you teach. You know, and walk you in with the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> So we always have one in front of us during the show. We always have a, yeah. Put a, put a picture of my mama right there. But no, it'd be, it would be fun because yeah. I remember listening to that episode and thinking, I totally disagree with everything that they're saying. And I'm even more shocked that I'm disagreeing with Pilar. And Pilar's like, well, is this not it? And I'm like, hear me on my podcast. Uh, her gonna win. Oh, I, trust me, I knew it was gonna win. I just didn't like the fact that it was gonna. Well, that's different. Well, There's a difference. I respect that. You know, I respect you know. But you know, that's the one show where I actually get to just say what I think about movies I watched. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I don't because mm-hmm. I, you know, I respect yeah. stories and well told. Even mm-hmm. if I don't like the movie, you right. like the movie, it's working. Right. Um, but yeah, on that one, I'm just like, no, no, it'll be fun because I will have to. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying that all the Oscar predictions I made, I was only wrong on three. And the ones I was wrong on true, was true. Uh, the, because um, I thought Meryl Streep was sentient. You did. You were like determined. But then the <laughs> other two were like technical ones like cinematography and yeah. I had some issues. But that was the only thing I was wrong on. So, so do you do a pool? Do you like win money you at know, the Oscar I pool? I used to, but then nobody wanted to pool money with me because. Because you already threw out some so predictions good. already. I probably, I, I'm letting y'all know right now. <laughs> Snowpiercer, Tilda Swinton. Yeah. She's going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Okay. I have to see what everybody else puts down by the end of the year. 
But if nobody else come up with something, she gonna win for best. She supporting. was great in she that. She was fantastic. She was really good. That was a wacky movie, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That is a definitely a Bolakaja movie. Isn't a de- it? Yeah. Oh my god! If you ever want to know anything about my life oh and how god. I see the world, <laughs> Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Futuristic, apocalyptic setting. You know, mm. have these sort of like uh, video game obstacles um, going toward and the color this people bleak, win. <laughs> and, yes, right. <laughs> That's a first. Yeah, that is a first, isn't it? Oh my goodness. Blasians take over the world. Yeah. And if you don't know what Blasians are, you need to look that up. <laughs> She's coming with big words. Where can they find you, Lisa? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. Please don't follow me. <laughs> don't follow she me on Twitter. Don't oh, follow me. They can me. follow you, but they can no, find no, you, but don't follow you. I have you. an app that tells me when people unfollow me and my feelings get hurt. <laughs> oh, oh, don't unfollow you. No, no I'm just saying, no, don't no. follow me, period. Because then they'll... Because when they follow, they find out how I really am. <laughs> and then they get like scared and then they unfollow me. But then I find out about it, and then I unfollow them. This is like somebody who can't date because they fear re- rejection. Exactly. This is tough. This is, this is, I told her, this is some seven-year-old abandonment issue. Bitch. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. It, probably, it probably is, but I embrace it. I own it. And preachers, please stop following me on Twitter. I don't know yeah. why. I get, lots of, I get lots of Twitter people mm-hmm. and little women from the Midwest who write paranormal romances, well. and which is sweet, yeah. but... I'm not that girl. <laughs> but again, relatability, right? You write things yes. that people relate to, well, they even think. if you're they not think. that person. They, they think. Ah, got it, got it, got it. On the crazy side. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right, but if they want to follow you, they can find me on Twitter. I really, I mean, it's been six months now. And I've been telling myself I'm gonna be on my WordPress <laughs> and doing my my blogging. Oh, no, look. Um, I'm. It's, it probably is not gonna happen in the next two days. <laughs> So catch me on my catch we me on my micro blogging. Class, okay. <laughs> well, what about your book? Wait, where where like well, I I'm behind. The anthology that's over there, the long hidden anthology. Cool. I'm coming out in another anthology. Um, oh God, it comes out in 2015. Um, you, I'll be tweeting about it on Twitter, and then I have another piece that's coming out in the red volume. Um, with my clearing class, and all donations from that book is going to go towards the Clearing Foundation. Good. So it's happening, Pilar. Nice. I'm getting published. I've been on panels and stuff mm-hmm. talking about it. That's amazing. But, it's, but here's the thing I've learned. All the good stuff I've learned from you from my screenwriting has been a miracle to my fiction writing. Oh, yeah. that's great to So know. it really yeah, they, they work both they work Oh, my God. Because you write yeah. cinematic, and it's yeah. like people, they, they get into that. Mm-hmm. I just have to embrace that. <laughs> Not everybody can be China Melville. Well, that's what's up. I want a book before I leave. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So I'm your host, Hilliard Guest. You can find me on Twitter, as mm. I like to say. That's my fake British accent, yes. by the way. That's what we call yes. ghetto British. <laughs> um, and I'm uh, Hilliard Guest on, on Twitter. Um, if you guys want to follow the show, it's Screenwriters RR. And uh, if you guys want to, you see how we just read this cool little script and the um, Don't Sleep On Them segment, you guys can definitely submit. And uh, if we like it, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll read something for you. If we don't like it, we ain't going to read it. How you like that? I'm kidding. Um. <laughs> and just so they know, just so they know, we, and I know I said it earlier, but just to reiterate, a lot of times when we get stuff like we are cold reading. Yeah, fresh. Because we want the fresh, honest opinion that comes to our mm-hmm. head. Because a lot of times you'll read something beforehand, you're like, oh, well, yeah. no, we, mm-hmm. so forgive me if sometimes we stumble over the word because it's the first time we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. And we just want the fresh, honest opinion. Yeah, that's it. So there you go. So if you guys want to submit to that, the Don't Sleep On Them segment, it is screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Hit us up. So with that, 
We should have Pilar sing us out because you know she can sing. She's been oh, pretending like she can sing. <laughs> we know you got some vocals, I, I girl. I know your secrets. I, I didn't have any tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Oh. So thank you again, Pilar. Thank you. Lisa Lise. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Was, oh, you're welcome. Phyllis, thank you for being here. <laughs> yeah. You wasn't even <laughs> on here. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, keep it street, keep it opinionated, and keep it what? 100. Oh, how come I don't even hear you saying well, I said 100. 100. Did like, I not say 100? She was mouthing. Can I, I say 200? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it again. Okay. We're going to have Pilar and From Phyllis the top join with in. Okay. Ready? Here we go. So keep it street. Keep it opinionated and keep it what? One hundred. Yeah. Peace, y'all. Ciao. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it and anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stop. Any topic, even the random Big is a brand I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We only grow shit, welcome to the random Ah.